0: Hello, everybody. Deborah Dondlinger here with another Tapping Podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about an insight that has crystallized for me this past week that has to do with our unanswerable questions and how what feels like our inner journey can actually be a gift for other people. Many years ago, when I first learned about the Enneagram, it made a huge imprint on me. And one of the things that, that really stuck in my mind is the idea that we are driven, I guess it's from an egoic place, an ego place, to feel complete. We have this hidden fear or not so hidden fear and we act out in a way trying to meet this need. And when we, through the process of development spiritual growth and personal growth, when we finally let go of this hidden need or desire or drive, we actually end up fulfilling the very itch that we were trying to scratch. But what makes it interesting to me is that this this drive that people have, which can result in pretty dysfunctional behavior, and we all have it, it's all part of our developmental process. This drive, this orientation actually gives us a clue to the joy and delight and the spiritual presence that we bring to other people. Sort of like those Chinese finger handcuffs, That the more you try to pull your way out, you don't get what you want. And as soon as you relax, you have freedom. Now, when I worked with Zeno in my human design studies, I had the chance to work with her one-on-one. And she made a very strong lasting impression on me and grounded for me the fundamental insight gift of human design. Those of you who know human design know that it gives us a map of our energy, showing us our defined centers and our undefined centers. What Zeno pointed out to me so clearly is that those undefined centers can drive us in these fruitless, pointless questions that really will make us utterly mad. So for me, with an undefined identity center and heart center and solar plexus, and undefined head, I can go in circles looking for the one idea, the one inspiration that's going to set my purpose and prove my value and be where I go for the rest of my life. And learning that when I start asking myself, what is my purpose in life? That question itself is coming out of an undefined center and does not serve me very well. I will never know my value. This is me personally talking about from my definition. I will never know my value by defining my purpose. In Enneagram terms, I identify with the Type 3, which has this, initially, my experience of it was this deep, bottomless, black pit in the heart center. It truly was unbelievable. When I first uh, started to learn meditation, I sat and did a meditation with a teacher one-on-one, and he had me go into the heart space, and I just felt this black tar, and oh my goodness, thank goodness for him, he did not react at all, but that was not the answer he was expecting to hear. So the anagram three is driven to prove their value. Really, it's to fill the hole in their heart. And the more he or she tries to prove their value, the more they conform to who's around them, and they get feedback and approval for this mask and this act they've put on, which never really satisfies this deep desire to be valued for who they really are. So you can see for the Enneagram 3 why it's such a trap, that here I am, I want to be seen and known and valued, but the way I try to get that is I conform to people's expectations around me, so I never am truly known. And you can see the parallels between the human design questions from the Open Identity Center and Open Heart Center, and even the Open Solar Plexus, flipping over onto the Enneagram. And if you don't know any of these models, it really is okay. All I'm trying to convey to you is that I have been driven in the past by a desire, by this this pain in my heart to feel important to feel wanted to feel worthy to feel of of, of value, and in the process of my work and all in many different ways, I've come to see how that drive actually contained a gift and a desire that has now been transformed and and released, so for me, what that looks like is. One of the greatest joys of my work is is knowing and pointing the way for others to their innate wholeness and worthiness. When I work with somebody, the blocks are just so clear. I can see where there's restriction in the energy system. I can see the bigger picture. I can see why what looks like dysfunctional behavior has actually been helpful. So the openness in my human design chart and the quest that I was living around this heart space and this desire to feel valued has actually given me the a very deep capacity to hold the space for others to know their value. So in human design terms, those undefined centers that I have really become a source of reflection and wisdom for others around me. And my strength is found in my defined centers. This has been a huge, huge insight for me. Similarly, From the anagram perspective, the heart space that felt so black and empty and deep and hollow is actually the richest source of energy for me, the richest source of comfort for others. It is my greatest asset, but it started off being my biggest trouble point. So I invite you when you look at yourself and look at those unanswerable questions that show up in your life, it might be around health, it might be around purpose, it might be about making money. It might be about being in relationships or being loved. Take a moment and see if you can let go of those questions for yourself. If you can trust that the universe will show the answers in a way you haven't expected. And then notice, have you, are you, are you called to, have you already been doing a source of wisdom and inspiration and insight for others in those very areas that you've struggled with for yourself? From a design perspective, I have a short uh, guide on my website that walks you through an exercise where you look at your defined centers and your undefined centers and you write out the unanswered, unanswerable questions that you might have been trying to ask. And you can start to get a feel for the energy of where is your strength and who you are. And then what are the gifts? What are the areas where you are actually a rich resource for other people? And the resource that you are for other people isn't something you have to do. It is who you are. It's like you strike a tone that others resonate when you are yourself in this most authentic, beautiful way. Gene Keyes talks about this, Richard Rudd's work. He says that as, as we live the gifts of our definition, we activate that in other people. There's 64 hexagrams, 64 gates. So as we move through life, interacting with people, have each gate defined in a prominent place in their chart, that energy becomes activated in us, and we know what it's like to live out the health of that energy. So you yourself carry the health of specific energies that nobody else carries. When we understand the role of our definition to ground us and the role of our openness, where we are wise for others, we can transform the judgment and the shame we've had about those unanswerable questions that we've carried. I will always doubt myself. Part of my process, part of who I am, but it doesn't bother me anymore. I don't get stuck there anymore. I will always be sensitive to people's emotions and what they're feeling and tracking what they think of me and what the energy of the room is. But those don't make me constrict anymore. Those are just the way things are. Those are just the energies that I have. Because I know now that my passion, what I thought was directed towards myself, is actually a gift for other people, and that in turn satisfies me. And I don't mean this to be a, um, come be codependent. Uh, I think you all know, are way past that. Any thoughts like that from the enneagram perspective? the person who um, has always been searching to be right, to be in alignment with God, to be following the rules, to be doing the best that they're called to do, they can in turn, they can in fact hold the space to see anything that is happening as divinely connected. So as soon as they turn the focus away from their actions and instead hold the space for the world around them, their gift is transformed and released the type who has such a keen awareness of wanting to be loved and also is love, and wants to give love. She has the innate ability to see love in everybody and to recognize that she holds this placeholder for unconditional love in a way far more powerful than any of the types do. It's not that other people don't love as much as she does. Other people don't know the depth and breadth of love that is available through them and to them and for them. The type that wants to be recognized as being uniquely beautiful in turn has the capacity and the power to to share, to notice, to create, to amplify the unique beauty that is around them. They are so exquisitely sensitive to beauty that they actually bring more beauty into the world. The type that desperately wants to understand everything and sees all the connections and interconnections and can get lost in the large systems of details of information. They might never know the answer to their questions. And they have the gift to bring understanding and expand understanding for other people. The type that desperately wants to feel secure to know their connection, to know their place in the group, who understands all the possible things that can go wrong and who sees the interconnections and the complexities. When they turn their gift around, they are the most beautiful, dynamic leaders from this place of knowing everybody's place and seeing the connections and trusting in the much larger power of the group. The person who's oriented towards wanting to feel joy, feeling trapped, feeling constrained, confined if they don't. When their gift turns around, they bring joy. They see the joy that is possible in every situation. They don't need more joy in their lives. They already are a beacon of joy just by being themselves. The person who, who will not be constrained, who is defined paradoxically by their desire to be undefined, The person who will not who will be free at all costs. When they recognize that they already are free, they have the ability to bring and activate in others a sense of freedom. The type who just wants to go along, where things seem like too much effort if they try too hard, and where standing up for themselves feels like a walk off the plank of the ship. who really do see the wholeness and the complete oneness of everything. When they recognize the innate wholeness of who they are and the harmony of who they are, they bring this unfathomable peace and connection to the world around them. So the lesson, the insight, the learning from my Enneagram 3 perspective, which is all about individual brilliance, about shining bright as an individual. The lesson from my perspective, is as we are utterly ourselves, following what inspires us, what delights us, what causes us to cry and then laugh, as we just live who we are, there is an innate value to the world around us that cannot be achieved by striving or doing or or being X, Y, or Z. Just being ourselves is enough. And until next time, this is Deborah Dondelinger.